0: what's up everybody welcome to episode 84 of land parties from the las vegas review journal i am your host lucas agan joining me as always is my co-host ryan smith ryan how are you how is the new normal going for you
1: yo it is going we are finding sleep where we can, and by we I mean mom. Uh, I, I, I do where I I help out where I can, and uh, you know I've, I, there's been a couple of nights where she's been able to to sleep a little more than normal. But uh, all in all, it, it's been uh, nice. Both both mom and and baby are doing well. And it has been good. I've been able to catch up on some things really I got some I got some nice gaming time in uh you know I got to play 12 minutes, which I did uh get I, I ran through it took me two days uh but we beat it but we, we might jump in and talk a little more about it uh it was really really good game. I really enjoyed it started out war for Wakanda and I've been I've been enjoying that I haven't gotten as much time. To play that, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm digging a new hero. Uh, It feels good and clean. I suck with them. But, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, all in all, that's been good. Obviously, we're going to talk about it here a little later. Uh, Destiny 2, they dropped today a little bit like an hour before this recording. Uh, The Witch Queen showcase went live a ton to unpack as far as what we saw it was a good like it was only like a half hour show but it was jam-packed so overall i am doing well it has been fantastic how are
0: you my friend I am doing well. Hey, it sounds like you're getting a great deal so far. <laughs> you yeah. get to game some more and and Me, pitch in here and there.
1: <laughs> you know, like I I I'm doing what I can. I'm doing what I
0: can. <laughs> yeah, no, my, my week was good. Uh, it was a little busier, so I didn't get to game as much. But uh, I enjoyed the sunshine. It was it was like. High 90s here, which is actually a little bit cooler than what we've been getting. Mm-hmm. So I was enjoying being outside and not just immediately melting and dying of of heat. So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> played played a little bit more of the Forgotten City. Um, I'm excited to really dive into War for Wakanda and uh, kind of take it all in. I'm 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 pulling for this game. Like this is mm-hmm. this might be my No Man's Sky. Like I want this game to succeed, and I'm hoping that War for Wakanda is that f- foot in the right direction and hopefully uh players are joining or rejoining i hope i hope i hope mm-hmm. so we'll see uh well i'm interested in seeing the player count uh in in the future for this expansion but enough about that we have some pretty juicy topics to get into starting with a game that Ryan, i know you played before outriders mm-hmm. and in in a pretty weird situation where they don't actually know if this game's made a profit yet. It's a a very weird story that, uh, so Square Enix was was the partner in publishing this title, and Mm -hmm. Square Enix was supposed to pay uh, as soon as the game had recouped its production costs, which the studio said they have not received money for. So, uh, Mm. the implication is that this game has not made a profit, and there was kind of uh, the implication that Game Pass and whatever deal Square had reached with Game Pass might have had something to do with it. Uh, This Mm -hmm. is interesting on a couple different fronts. A, you'd think that companies partnering together would would have more communication about the state of the game and sales (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. Like, I find that weird. (laughs) But B, probably the more important issue is, is Game Pass possibly a detriment to titles like this and could it affect the profitability of games and how will that affect the production of games? And so Ryan, do you, do you see a a potential downside to game pass showing up here?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say it like that too, because that's always kind of been my one thing about game pass that might be a fail point is the fact that these companies now are not going to be getting the same amount on the back end from sales that they would uh from just selling the game, you know, in a, in a more traditional fashion. So it's interesting that, you know, you said there's this, this disparity clearly in the amount of, you know, player usage and what people, you know, when it peaked at its peak moment uh, and the numbers that it had there that, 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 it's not translated then into the sales and they're saying that, you know, they're not going to get paid, which is which is really weird, like like you're saying that not, there's no communication or it doesn't seem that there's communication between Square and and the developers uh, and, you know, their studio. You know, um, when they're you know, I would like to know when I'm going to get paid, please. Uh, so <laughs> that is a, a a major issue. The second part to that is the fact that if they haven't gotten paid, then maybe possibly they're you know they haven't recouped those losses yet, and that is that is very problematic. Again, when I first started playing this game, you know, I was like, oh, this has a a, a ton of potential. As far as gameplay, I enjoyed it and this and that. But once you got to the end game, you know, that's what I was saying the whole time. I was like, I won't really know my real opinion about this game until I've reached end game. And I know, you know, what's in store after that or how it all plays out and whatnot. The end game for me was a little weak. It was basically a grind to get all these exotic weapons with no future plan more content coming so what's the point of getting the new weapons when you're just running the same loop anyway just with new weapons it wasn't worth the grind uh, at least not for me so I haven't been back to the game you know it's been a while since I've been back to the game but uh, this is this is one of those it's crazy because during the beta, this game, you know what I mean? Everybody was very hyped about it, ran very smoothly and cleanly. When it came out, there was all kinds of issues, issues that still are are in, you know, in the game as of today. Server issues, multiplayer, you know, you're always, you know, it's always, it's never a green bar, it, the connection. There's something weird with their multiplayer and the servers and stuff like that. So this game has been riddled with issues like that but the game in itself is solid there's just no plan out there right now and and it's hard to stick with a game when there's no plan and you're just running this constant grind like this um they need to do something because this game is not going to sell any more units unless they they make some major changes or mm-hmm. there's an addition there's got to be some sort of incentive for people to want to now go out and get this game. The the cat's out the bag. Everybody knows about this game. It's been reviewed, uh, you know, so people know exactly what to expect. And for me, and I don't know price-wise what it's going for, if it's still full price or if it's dropped down any, but for me, I would not, there's no way I would pay. But again, you also have Game Pass. So people that have bought in the Game Pass have access to play this. So, I feel like in this case, it definitely hurts the company because you're not having as many sales. And I believe the Game Pass decision was a last minute thing that came right before it came out. I don't think originally it was even supposed to be on Game Pass. So that very drastically changed the outlook of this game and the sales numbers that it has.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting Uh th- there was a quote from people can fly a CEO saying basically he just flat out said we don't have sales figures from Square Enix. So I, I like that is just super strange to me that they have they have no idea. They have estimates on, on what they think was the sell through, but they don't actually mm. know. So that that's insane to me. Uh, and, and like at first glance, it's usually never good news if a company's hiding sales numbers from another company. Especially when they're supposed to be partners, so yeah. That's well, I feel like great. it's almost
1: like a little exposed moment. You know what I mean? Like they're like, how does Square now come back? You know, what is their rebuttal then to this? Because that does seem that's not how business partnerships work. You got to know what right. the numbers are and things like that too. So to have that hidden like that, or or I imagine they've reached out in, in some capacity to try to figure out, hey, what are the hard numbers on these so we know. You know, what we're looking at here, that's pretty discouraging, Uh, not only as, as, you know, I would say as the developer, but for future developers, you know, if, if that's the kind of business practices that that that, you know, in those partnerships, that's what they look like. I would definitely be a lot more hesitant to work with them as a company, because nobody want to work wants to work like that. You need to have and be able to set up these goals, or no, you know, at least get an idea of where you're at, and then moving forward. Okay, here's, you know, how we drive content in the future, or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's that's very strange. It, it, you know, that as far as a, a player, it, you know, I think that we get the biggest negative impact from that because we're kind of just. In limbo right now, not knowing if there, if this game is going to be worth, or is it worth investing the time into right. playing it and getting the things right now? Not knowing, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend my time on a game that
0: could potentially just die. You know, I, I'm yeah. not gonna do it. The, the sad part is that could almost become a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Players are hesitant to, to put the time in, but because they're not putting the time in, the developers might become hesitant to putting more content mm-hmm. out or all of a sudden it's just a, a vicious circle. And And it's interesting that since launch, you don't hear many people talking about Outriders anymore. Like It's definitely mm-hmm. been lost in the, the public conversation. So it seems like they might be quickly approaching that moment of, are we going the Anthem route and shutting down or are we like doubling down for what something like Marvel's Avengers has done and kept pushing out stuff in an attempt to uh, win people back. So uh, Mm -hmm. they might, they might be there, but uh, yeah, you you know, their whole deal with square is when there's money at stake, you need to at least be able to check what they're telling you. (laughs) So like, I don't know, this, this just seems all sorts of weird. And sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, just just that I'm not quite sure what to make of it or what happened between these companies that, that they're at least according to People Can Fly that there's like zero communication happening. Right.
1: Well, you know, and I, I feel like this game already out there, it was already kind of a conflicting concept. They they originally, you know, they said this is not a live service game. We don't have any plans for the future of this game unless people want it. Basically is what they said. That's been their stance from the jump off. However, we know now that playing the game, they have the, they have treated this game absolutely like a live service <laughs> game by updating it and adding things in and changing things like that's a live service. So <laughs> you said this wasn't a live service game, but it is, and we know live service games are not easy to handle, and I feel like they all struggle. But this is even more so because they already did not have anything planned for this game. So you know, I even if they do, I, I don't, I don't know what that looks like. I feel like at this point in time, and just how they've they've handled um, the just the game thus far, I feel like they make a hard shift and say, yes, this is a live service game and treat it as such. Um, otherwise, I don't know. This is a weird one. This is one that, this is another one that I would love to see succeed. The The gunplay on it's fun. Uh, it's enjoyable when you're able to to team up with your friends and, and stuff like that. And I think if they put some serious time into this, this could be something uh, solid, but, but, I just don't know that I don't know that it's there and it makes me it's even more concerning to know that you know now they're saying that well, square hasn't really told us what our numbers are hard or if we're gonna get paid. so these people haven't even gotten paid yet <laughs> right
0: <laughs> that right? is
1: insane that is yeah.
0: insane you you think when when royalties are at stake that you would at least know how close you are to reaching that point right. or like yeah, it's I I mean, obviously. There, there must be bad blood, at least frustration on some level. Uh, I'd be super frustrated if I were in their shoes. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Not a, not a great look for anybody in that situation. And hopefully, something gets figured out soon.
1: Yeah, they'll definitely have to figure something out there, or, or hopefully, there's. That's kind of you know. Again, like I was saying, uh, that game's just kind of in limbo for me, and I think it's kind of just in limbo for a lot of people, but there people don't have the patience especially right. right now with so many good games out uh if you're not on top your top of your stuff or or have a a clear pathway or whatever for this for a game then you you are definitely hurting yourself uh, as a as a uh, company and studio and this and that so i don't know we'll see i hope i hope there's a lot more to come from that but I'm not holding my
0: breath. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't look great right now, that's for sure. But speaking so, of games that are worth the grind, Ryan, I know you're queen. super stoked. <laughs> Take yes. us away. Tell, let's talk Destiny 2.
1: Yes, literally before the recording, we got the um, Witch Queen Showcase. And boy, oh boy, was there a ton to impact. Or unpack impact. (laughs) It's got me talking different languages. Um, Yeah, let me just, I'm going to, I'm going to, so we, so today, officially, the 24th uh, season of the law, season 15 starts um, we see this is from the, uh, the Witch Queen. We got confirmation that that will be coming out February 22nd of 2022. That is the next large expansion. Anybody that's in the Destiny universe, we've heard about Savathun for years. This is Oryx's sister. She is the, uh, the Witch Queen. And I think she has been playing a big part in a lot that's been going on behind the scenes. We know she's cunning and, and, and uh, uses trickery uh, to be able to to move around and whatnot. Uh, we got the fact that uh, it looks like within this, within that expansion, the Hive actually, she has been able to harness the light. For, for hive guardians, essentially, and has created these hive guardians that also have ghosts and can use the elements and things like this. So this is huge as far as within this seven, uh, seven year long story. Uh, this had me so geeked out just to see this, what's coming. So season 15, which starts today is essentially the epilogue. To the Witch Queen, which comes out in February. So this is going to be a very, very long season. This is going to be the, I mean, we're, we're starting today and it's going to end uh, February 21st of 2022 absolutely bonkers but there's a lot more that's going to be coming in between this we've got in december the 30 year anniversary they'll be uh celebrating it with some new dungeons the the d1 loo cave and there's going to be uh they're, they're bringing back weapons, one of them being, and I never thought it would ever happen. I never thought we would see it in, in this game. But Gallahorn, the exotic <laughs> rocket launcher, is coming back. And boy, oh boy, is that rocket launcher spicy. I can't freaking wait as far as being able to play with that again. It's going to be amazing. Um, but the fact, too, that they're this is their 30th year anniversary, so... To be able to celebrate Bungie and there's been rumors of even possibly some Halo uh, Destiny crossover. Uh, I don't know what that would look like. That would be amazing. There's going to be the collector's edition that's coming out. Of course, you got to have that, which features a Hive ghost. I think I'm probably going to throw. Basically, I left. I walked away being like, take my money, Bungie. (laughs) I can't take this. This is amazing we got a new weapon uh that we saw is going to be coming the the uh, i think it's a a glaive a sword glaive or something like that so it it both fires medium range uh, tr- uh projectiles along with being a the first first person melee weapon uh so that is amazing crossplay is officially live right now as of today so now there is no boundaries for who you can play with Or where you can play, I believe. I don't know if, um, I I think the cross save is enabled already. So I should be able to play this if I wanted to play it on my PlayStation over there, uh, and have all my things. Hopefully that includes the DLCs that you've purchased. That's been my one big thing about that is I have it for PC, but it doesn't transfer over to PlayStation, which I'm not paying. I'm not paying twice to for the same thing. I ain't doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, we found out the, that after the witch queen, uh, there's, there's Lightfall. after that. That's the, the, the next big expansion, the final expansion within this saga between light and dark is going is, is going to be called the final shape. So we know that that is going to be the end of this story and who knows what's going to come after that, you know, but I'm very excited to see that there is an ending insight for this, and I can't wait to see what all that, you know, is going to be a part of that stuff. We found out that starting today with this uh, Season 15 update, Queen Mara is back, uh, the uh, the Awoken Queen. So that's going to be, that's, there's huge implications as far as with that. Um, they are going to be introducing weapon crafting. So the days of having to grind out particular dungeons or whatever to get weapons uh you'll be able to craft weapons moving forward i believe this comes with uh the witch queen as well that's going to be huge this is where it turns more and gets more of a mmo kind of arpg feel to it and that i am so here for it i've been waiting for them to get to this moment where things like this are, are a possibility so that's exciting. We know that within the witch queen, it's going to, we're going to get a new area. It's basically Sabathun's pocket of, of, you uh, know, it's like a pocket universe that she's created. So we're going to get a whole new area to, to explore. There's going to be matchmaking in trials along with how you get weapons and stuff like that has changed. So it's not completely reliant on, on your cards or just getting wins and whatnot. And then they're also introducing. This is coming when when the next trials come in. They partnered up with a, um, a Battle Eye Anti Cheat, so they're finally introducing an anti cheat into the game, which totally makes sense because if you've played the PvP, there is a ton of that. Especially if you play Trials, uh, that's been a thing since D one. And uh, yeah, I think that is that is there's so much. They gave us so much. This is like a uh, a half hour uh, uh, <laughs> showcase. and they gave us so much in that little bit. We know that also like the, uh, um, they're gonna be progressing and moving forward as far as the being able to to get more things and do more things as far as with your subclass, kind of like how stasis is now with its fragments and stuff. They're opening that up. That's going to start out with void. I believe I don't think that comes though, until the witch queen in February, new armor sets, new everything this game, like they are, I feel like they are hitting on all cylinders. There's going to be ton of do ton to do. They said they're going to have legacy like dungeon and raid rotation, Um, They're going to be adding, which is uh, amazing because there's so many old past things that you can no longer that got sunset. So I'm glad to see some of those things coming at or coming back in some form. I don't know, man. This is if there's any time to get into Destiny 2. Now is the time. It is free to play. I'm telling you, man, I love Destiny. I love it.
0: This got me pumped. This got me pumped. Let me ask you, Ryan. Thinking back, like, years ago to when when Vanilla D1 was about to be mm-hmm. released, right? And it held mm-hmm. all this promise to gamers, and we were all excited. Do do you think that it's it's rounded into shape and to, to what all that potential was all those years ago?
1: Absolutely. I mean, they finally are, they got to a point, you know, that I think they were trying to reach, and they just weren't doing it. The most efficiently, there's a bit of confusion as far as what type of game it is. And they've really they've really narrowed down on what they want this game to be. Hence why we're we're no longer, you know, Destiny 2 is there's not going to be a Destiny 3. It is going to uh, they're just building within the infrastructure that's already been created within Destiny 2, which I thought they were going to do for Destiny 1. And then they went and made Destiny 2. Um, I, I think that was smart and that really helps them to then be able to work instead of having to build a whole new thing. They're able to work within this infrastructure that they've created and now make changes to it. And now with crafting and and things of that nature, you're getting more into that, that where we thought it was going to be when it originally came out and what it ended up being to where we're at now is absolutely leaps and bounds. And I do, I do believe that this is where this is what the original vision was for this game. It's great the fact that they're now there and they're hitting it and and there's so much to do in that game. It's crazy. I've been there from the get-go, you know what I mean, and it's it's just amazing to see how much it's changed. I've never just played a game for this long. Th- this is definitely the longest game. This is also the game that really brought me into meeting people online and and doing things with them and the connections that you can build and and stuff of that. And I just met up with a buddy uh here yesterday um he who's in town for a bunch of the the wrestling events and I got to meet up with him. I know him from Twitch. You know, it's it's crazy just how much this game means to some people and how much is he, it, it has evolved and changed and I am here for it. I am Fully, fully immersed. Take my money, Bungie. You got it. You can have my, I'm going to just send you my card. And when you guys need to charge it, you can make them charges. So I'm here for it.
0: <laughs> so Bungie, if you're listening, if you're going to name a customer of the month, Ryan, <laughs> yeah. Ryan's got to be it.
1: <laughs> we'll see. I know there's people way deeper than I am. I would love to take that honor, but there's people way deeper than I am. I'd love to be that deep. I, I want to go deeper. I'm excited about the story too. The story and the fact that they were no longer having to read this amazing story, uh, through grimoire cards, but they're actually incorporating it into the game, in the cutscenes we've seen in live, uh, live events that have taken place as well. That's the thing that I'm loving about it as well is that they are pushing the boundaries on some of these things. They are going for it a lot more. Whereas I feel like they were a lot more cautious beforehand not that they're not being cautious i just love that they're utilizing the technology that is out there and and expanding on this universe in a way that that more people can enjoy and really see so yo this is the i'm i'm pumped i can't wait i cannot wait for this stuff it's it this is that was an amazing showcase i loved it (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah I'll say this from from somebody that that's never gotten like super deep into destiny 2 uh mm-hmm. the just see them do live event and push the boundaries in that arena. It's just nice to see because that was probably my biggest pet peeve with, with, with Vanilla Destiny was like to really get into the lore and into that world. You had to like do like a research project online mm-hmm. and start reading all that stuff. I'm like, why can't you just give it to me like a, a piece of art and let me consume it in game when it's top of mind and right. uh, like have it be in, in all this engrossing way. So it's nice to see them Kind of shift and really bring players in and find a model that's working and uh yeah to to stay dedicated to it so it's nice to see a success tale and something that gives you hope for games like outriders. maybe you can follow this path and get there someday
1: yeah yeah absolutely it uh it's crazy it's crazy how far this game has has grown. And I'm excited to see future wise, you know, what we what what they have in store and how much more they they push this game. I still can't believe seven years later I'm 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 playing this game. I never imagined. I had never played a game like that. You know what I mean? Like I had never been in any kind of MMO situation. This was my first MMO. Is uh and and I feel like that was a, a loose uh you know, you can loosely call it an MMO at the time. Um, but just to see how much it has changed and everything that they're doing with it, you know, it feels good to, have, you know, to be a part of the community and and, and just just see it. Just see, it. it's like, see, it, it's like watching a, a little kid grow. Yeah. <laughs> Ow, you're so good now.
0: You're so see, good now. You've see, grown so much. Per- you were prepared to be a father <laughs> even- For the
1: kids' team. Exactly. Exactly. And I say seven years, but I feel like it's been, has it only been seven years? Or maybe it's been eight. Because I'm just thinking. But the the crazy thing, too, though, is just how this season is going to be long. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little nervous about that because I know after, even after this last season, I did get the title, by the way. Uh, I, I am a splicer, so that is <laughs> that is real. But even after this last season, like towards the last couple of weeks, I was so burnt on the game. I was like, ah, you know, what I mean, like, I got a little bit more to do, but I'm just kind of kind of over it at the moment. So we'll see. We'll see um, what they do with this season. I mean, there's all kinds of little like parts that they can do I think there's some events that'll be coming that'll be coming there's the uh uh Halloween event I can't remember if they do something at uh uh in December I can't remember if they do something or not uh but you know and then it'll be a few short or a couple of short months after that that we'll get that next big expansion and that is going to be huge so uh, Destiny fans, I hope you got to be happy about what's going on, and and I, you know, I hope people are. There's always gonna be people that complain, but not not this guy, not this guy. This guy is handing over his wallet to to Bungie and being like, "Take out the necessary funds for me to have all the things, please."
0: <laughs> there you go, there you go. Well, absolutely. Let's shift real quick from a current. Bungie project to a former Bungie project, of course, now taken up by 343. I'm going to be generous and say we got a mixed bag of Halo news. (laughs) The (laughs) the good news is they keep reiterating that this game is going to come out this holiday season. They keep saying that, which is good. As a Halo fan, I'll take Halo as soon as we can get it. However, it's going to come with two very big caveats at launch. And mainly, no co-op at launch. And the one that probably more people care about is no Forge at launch, which is the user creation tool. And the Forge isn't going to come for at least six months after launch. Mm -hmm. And I'm a little befuddled by this decision because... I understand. So I have memories playing co-op Halo. So like that kind of makes me sad that that won't be there at launch. However, I understand that probably doesn't affect as many people as not having the forge available at launch. And I just wonder like, it's a baffling decision to me and it's harder to accept because we had the delay from last year to this year. And last year they kept saying that the game was almost content ready And that's a little hard to believe now, considering that they're delaying two major features. It's frustrating. I'm going to be honest with you. It's frustrating. And of course, we always want to say we don't want studios to crunch or anything like that. But it just seems like maybe they should delay the game more if this is the case. Mm hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 weird to me to launch without those two features coming in short order. Six months is not that quick. Right.
1: Uh, you Well, it's interesting that you say that because we spoke about this on the GameCast, and I had the impression that the bigger thing would be there not being co-op. I didn't realize that the, we didn't think that the Forge... Interesting would be, is that big of a deal? So it's interesting that, that you're saying that the bigger of the two is forge because I mean, that's six and it doesn't come until six months after it launches. This is, ah, this is very disappointing. I've got to say. And, and I'm really conflicted by this mainly be, number one, because there was the, the year delay, but it seems almost like that time was taken into the free to play multiplayer And the battle pass stuff and things like that. And that always gets me worried as far as the base game and and the base content. Because this game is more about the campaign, I
0: thought, than the multiplayer. So the fact that multiplayer... All right, go ahead. Go ahead. I would say that's an interesting discussion to have. Because, like, Mm -hmm. I play the Halo games mainly for the campaign. Like, I do love the multiplayer, but I've never, like amazing at it so like i've always focused on on the story and really liked the story arcs to be honest my impression was that halo had become more of a multiplayer first title for most people than the campaign mm. so it's interesting so, so do you guys think did you think that the is it your understand that you think that the campaign still ate the the major draw
1: that's the way that i've taken it is that the campaign is the major draw However, knowing that 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 Destiny 2 is a derivative of of uh, Halo, I wouldn't be opposed to trying the multiplayer. And I do remember like the one the very like one time in a very few times that I've actually played an Xbox. Halo was one of those games and it was the multiplayer that I was playing. But I've gone now and I have the the Master Chief collection. I need to run through it. I'm I'm still in the first one. I this guy it got put so far back on a back burner. I was like, oh, I'm gonna finish the series before the new one comes out. Psych. Uh that didn't happen. Not even close. Not even close. Um, but I do want to experience the the campaign. So this is another this is another one that's kind of weird because there's both a, a a heavy love for the campaign, and I think there's a heavy love for the PvP as well. It just it's interesting to see that, and and I guess from my perspective, obviously an outsider looking in, that the focus was more on the the PvP and getting that out, and then the campaign was more of a hey, well, all right, we're not we're just not going to have time to be able to to get the co-op in and Forge. And I'm guessing that's because they've got people in the back rooms saying, look, we have got to launch this year. Xbox, the Xbox Series X came out. It's been almost a year, and their major title is still not out. How does that happen? How do you launch a console without your your you know what I mean? Like it's crazy, and obviously we know how yeah, the pandemic—you know—it it threw everything into a tailspin, and 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 things. You know, people just did the best they could working through it and whatnot. But like that's you know, it's crazy, and so I'm I'm sure they're getting a ton of pressure from people being like, "Yo, it's got to launch, it's got to launch." They they still have there is still no official date for when it's
0: going to launch, which is bonkers. It is that that's the weird thing to me is they keep insisting that it's coming this holiday season when this <laughs> holiday season's like two months away, right? Like, yes. like we're, we're getting close, and so like you'd think that we'd get a date by now, at least at least a month or at least like a, a time frame. So yeah, it it's super weird. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting that I've kind of played this out in my mind. Last year mm. they showed the game in. Was it July or August? And then when the reaction was bad, they announced the delay. So (laughs) you wonder if the reaction wasn't as bad as it was, would it still have come out last year? Or was this already, was it always going to be delayed? Because then you wonder what's taking so long on the back end if they were supposedly ready last year to launch and they were just taken aback by the response.
1: Right. So I don't yeah. it's a weird
0: title. It's a weird title it's a, and it's very weird. It's both features I think I'm I'm sad about uh me personally I will say I'm more sad about no co-op at launch uh cuz like my first experience with Halo was playing with my brother and just going through the game on legendary. Like I just have a long history with that. So hopefully soon but I don't yeah, know they it said that's me- not
1: coming for 3 months or or I'm sorry is it 3? Yeah, that one's Uh, co-op won't be there for three months and forge won't be there for six months.
0: Right. And it seems like those are like best case scenarios. So like, uh, it's weird. I I'm both super excited for it, but now I'm, I'm kind of worried about the, uh, final product on the campaign side, which is something I never thought I'd, I'd say about halo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. it, this is definitely concerning, I feel. It's definitely concerning. Although I think the the multiplayer is going to be super spicy in this. I am absolutely going to play it because I think it's going to be dope. And they have put a lot of time uh, into it. And the fact that, you know, it's a, a free-to-play model. You're going to have a ton of people playing it regardless. So, you know, to, to see the, the support on that end is going to be awesome. I just hope that. You know, again, they deliver on the campaign side of things. And it is disappointing knowing that out the gate. Now I've now I've got this question of, well, do I even want to get it right right out the gate? You know what I mean? Like when when I can't, you know, if I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not even going to play it. The campaign until I beat the other ones. I'm not gonna just jump into this and do the campaign. That would be <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I'd have no idea what's going on. I'd have no emotional connection to the characters or anything. Like I have to, I have to be able to experience the other ones to fully get that story and and be immersed within this universe. So for me, the main thing with this game out the gate will be playing that that uh, PvP. Uh, is what i'll be doing and then when i get up to campaign wise then i'll go back and play the campaign so i'm guessing by the time that's even a thing all that stuff is going to be in the game i will be none the wiser so (laughs) there you go
0: yeah hey that's hey see see you you were thinking ahead you're like i know i think (laughs) i think this feature is going to get delayed (laughs) i yeah i'll say this it would change the equation in my mind a little bit because you know my girlfriend and i love to play games together and like this was one of the titles that we're like all right we can just kind of power through it uh as a team and go through it and uh couch co-op is still in though that is true that is couch true.
1: co-op is still in it's just it's the online that's not there that is true so yeah you guys will still be able to to run through that which is at least at least the couch wide but i mean a majority of us are playing and wanting to play with people online uh so that that is a bummer but yeah at least there is going to be uh couch co-op however i don't know if it's going to be in for pc
0: i think for consoles yeah, there's I don't oh man I don't know there's there's so many weird qualifiers place. right now like this is yeah if there's a downside to Microsoft's play our games anywhere sometimes it can get confusing on what <laughs> what features are there on launch day for what platforms right which is unfortunate you'd, you'd think their messaging would be unified by now I'm still not convinced by the way that Halo Infinite's coming out for sure this holiday season like I'm, I'm still not confident in that.
1: I feel the same way. I, I said they keep pushing it, but they, I still think, yeah, there is there is the possibility that it does not come out until next year, which would be crazy. But if that's the thing to do, I'm all for putting a delay on that so you're not just – because you can't have this epic series and then and then bomb out on, on one of the games, uh, the campaign-wise anyway, or, I mean, the game in general. So – you know, this is this is a cannot fail game, basically. Right. So they need to get it right as much as they can. I feel for them though; they're probably getting the pressure, and they are like, "Well, we've got a lot launched that's not completed." Basically, uh, the only good thing is that it it does with um, the multiplayer stuff. You know, it may be easier than to. Added in later or however that works. I don't know. I don't know what that even looks like, but uh, you know, we'll see. I I am a little concerned for what, what, what's to come with this game and and where we're at, but they're professionals. They know what they're doing. So we'll see what they have in store for us. (laughs) Anyway, we should, we should, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll get back and we're going to, we're going to take a look at what you guys, Talk to us about on Twitter. We'll be right back, guys.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages and we reached out on Twitter and, and we asked for some questions. And so we got some some interesting ones, Ryan. So I, I know I'm intrigued to see how uh, you'll answer some of these, too. Uh, let's start with the most normal question that we get, uh, I would say, uh, most often. What's your favorite interview so far and who is your white whale? Mm.
1: You know, for me, I would say one of my favorite interviews has to be Sandra Saad. Like, she is amazing. She's got amazing energy. I had a blast or we had a blast speaking with her and just, you know, she's just one of those people you just know is good people. Uh, I had a ton of fun speaking with her. And I I, I think I'd like to say, uh, um, you know, White Whale I know that we've uh we've we have said it uh so many times and I think that that uh well I, I know I know I know who I know who Lucas's White Whale is <laughs> For me I would I would love to you know who I'm going to I'm going to try to get uh, I doubt it but I would love to have uh Henry Caval uh uh Henry Cavill Is it Cavill or Cavall I think it's Cavill I think Cavill I would love to have him on again. He is a very avid gamer and has worked in the in the space and done amazing things. I think he'd be super dope to to have on the show and just jibber jab with. What about you, Lucas? I mean. <laughs>
0: So so the White Whales will be of no surprise to anybody who's heard me say this probably a million other times. Give us (laughs) Troy Baker and give us Keanu Reeves. Uh, I'm going to add a name to that list. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, come on, man. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. I just think he would be so much fun to talk to and – I mean, I he would he would be a joy. Troy, I'm still circ we're still circling the waters to get you. You know, you gotta uh, we've had Austin, we've had Mike, and we've had a lot of it's just natural that you come on the show here pretty soon. So Troy It will be ours. It's gonna happen. If it's the last thing I do when I work here, it's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, favorite interviews, man. Like we've had so much fun with so many people. Like I feel like I really do feel like this is choosing the favorite child. However, yeah. I'll just I'll just say this: as a video game fan, uh, Nolan was a lot of fun for a lot of reasons. Uh, mm-hmm. it, he was our first quote big name guest, if you want to call him that. Um, so like like just just the moment in time that we booked him, and just just he's just a good guy. Like you, I, I could listen to him tell stories for the entire day and and not get yeah. tired of it. Like that dude is just so much fun.
1: Yeah, that, yeah, that was, I, I, I feel you on that. That was that that one will always be special. Number one, cause he's a freaking legend. Uh, number two, you know, it was an amazing interview. And, and I, I remember going into that. I was so nervous. I was like, don't look like a fool. Don't sound like an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> and like, I've never, you know, it's like, it has gotten much better. I, I still, that still runs through my head before every episode. <laughs> However, it is, it has gotten a lot better, but yeah, that Nolan North was that, that very, very special, uh, interview as far as with that and and this show, so that that will always be in my in my high high up on my list uh, of people. But really, I mean, we enjoy everybody that we have on, and and the fact that. You know, people take the time to to be on the show and and talk, you know, talk with us, answer our questions, share a laugh, talk about video game topics that are happening. You know, currently, it's so special to be able to share that with not only Lucas, but then these guests that we have on. So never in a million years would I have thought that I've talked to half the people that we have spoken with and we've learned so much, you know, from people's where, you know, their industry or their part within the gaming industry. It's like, it's, it's crazy being able to see and speak with these people that are working in different parts of the same industry. I absolutely love it.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because so many of these people, I've had built up in my head is like these legends of these, in, of the industry. And like, you hear their stories and it, it it makes you feel really optimistic. Cause like, it just reminds you that, Hey, you know, they started from very humble beginnings. They started by, you know, working sometimes not glamorous jobs, or they started, you know, with really tiny roles in games and they built up to where they are today. And like, it's, it's just encouraging to see, that there are so many great people working in the video games industry and that like there's a legitimate path forward if that's what you want to do. Like this is not some pipe dream. It's something that if you work at it and you're dedicated to it, that you can actually achieve it, which I, I wasn't sure that's what we would find at the on the at the onset. You know, it, it, I, was, I wasn't sure that this was an, an obtainable goal for a lot of people. But now I feel like, man, if you want to do it, go for it.
1: Absolutely. And that, that kind of goes into um that go, that goes into uh Joseph M J Mag's plays question. Knowing what you know now, what kind what tips can you give someone who is starting out in the podcast world? And that is that is always a great question, especially when you're looking to get into it. I I, I you know I can I can say personally and uh you know there is a lot You just got to go into it. You just got to do it. Do the research. Look to see what the processes are, what you need. Um, If you especially have a niche topic to talk about or something, there's always somebody that's going to be interested in something. Um, and and really, I think the jumping art uh, jumping off part is just doing it, uh, getting it in, organizing the stuff out. You know, getting a, a preview, seeing what that stuff looks like, doing the research on areas that you don't know. There's plenty of resources such as YouTube, uh, online forums, Facebook groups. There's a ton of resources out there to figure out how to get that stuff organized and what are the steps that you need to do to launch it. You know, obviously getting equipment is going to be helpful, but even then, you know, I wouldn't say wait till you have enough money to get the best equipment, use what you've got and make the most of it. You know, that, that would be my biggest advice. What about you, Lucas?
0: Yeah. You know, it's easy to get paralyzed by wanting the the latest and greatest equipment uh, and, and all that. And if you do that, you're never gonna start. Cause there's the, the best and worst thing about technology is there's always something new coming out. You can. You know, when you start, if you want to dip your toes in, use your phone. I mean, our phones are good enough to be decent enough to start a podcast with these days. Mm -hmm. You know, there's free tools out there. There's free audio editing software. Like, you can jump into this without it being this huge cost to you personally. Uh, Like you said, Ryan, just go with it. You know, we planned for months. And yes, planning is important, but we also learned on the fly. And it felt like the the biggest lessons we learned to where our show is today happened after we started. So it's just Mm -hmm. taking that first step. You'll figure it out. You'll start to see what works and what doesn't work for your show. And if you're an interview-based show, just ask people. I mean, plenty of people are going to say no. We get turned down a lot. But it takes one yes to open the floodgates. You know, I'll I'll harken back to to Nolan North. That took us six months almost to get him. But then as soon as he said yes, it gave us the confidence and the track record to start to, to reach out to other guests. And all of a sudden, the floodgates opened and the amount and variety of guests we were able to get has increased uh, significantly after that point. So just do it, just try, be okay with people saying, no, don't take it personally and just, just give it a go. You know, you just, it takes one yes to change your trajectory.
1: Yeah. And that for me, that kind of plays into still loading podcasts, uh, their question, the serious question, (laughs) uh, still loading, Says what? What has been a moment of personal growth for both you and Smitty that has occurred from doing the podcast? And exactly like Lucas was just talking about, for me, I'm, I'll be upfront. Lucas does most of the majority of the booking of the guests. Is Lucas? Lucas is a freaking. Legend at being able to get people I didn't even know would be obtainable. And that's probably one of the biggest things that I've learned uh, directly from Lucas is that, yo, just get out there and, and, and ask, talk to people as someone that it's not that I don't like talking to people. I'm that nervous. Ah, I don't want to. Ah, they might be bad, ah, you know. This this man has shown me like, look, dude, just go out and ask. The worst, the worst, what's the worst that can happen? Nah, or you don't hear anything back from them. So it's really, it's really, it was that springboard to be able to say and and for me to feel like, oh, these people are just you know they're just people, and and we we understand that. But you know, it, at at times and and maybe it's just a me thing. You, you just got to ask somebody or or talk to someone, and 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 it was almost like the floodgates opening once we had one uh, on, then all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, it's like every week, it's just like, oh, this person's done this. This person is a part of that. They've, you know, this and that. I'm just like, wow, man, like you really, you know, just, just asking, asking somebody or, or guests have said it themselves. Hey, I'm so glad that you reached out to me uh, because I'm always willing or I, I always love talking about this or whatever, you know, and, and, and not only that, you're not just, talking to people to be able to have them on the show. It's about building relationships and, and being able and continuing and strengthening those relationships afterward, uh, you know, is, is just, if not more important because they are real people. So to be able to talk to this person and it doesn't have to be on the record, it doesn't have to be on the show, but to continue that line of communication you know is fantastic to me because you're you're building these relationships and and growing and you're getting to know these people and these people are getting to know you and and isn't that what it's all about is is being able to connect with people and and do things regardless of of you know whatever their their i say it in quotation marks statuses or what they're doing they're just normal people and there's one thing that you get, I feel positively from other people is there's always something to learn from other people, uh, whether it be their experience, them just dropping some knowledge on you, them wanting to collaborate on something because they see that you do things as well. Uh, it, it's fantastic. And, and to be able to see that has really given me confidence to be able to reach out and, and, and feel more confident in doing so
0: yeah i mean i agree with everything you said ryan i uh i'm glad that that i've been able to help you in in any small way that's for sure you know uh co-hosting the show with you has helped me in 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 a lot of tangible ways uh i mean my my technical skills and editing when i started this were probably not great (laughs) as i'm sure you and our former uh podcast uh guy here at the rj could attest to (laughs) asking a lot of questions and needing a lot of help uh but like the patience everybody is Shown has, has just been nice. Um, it, it it's it's always unexpected, uh, but I'm incredibly grateful that we're hosts together. I mean, we've become good friends, and you know, it's it's crazy to me to think that we hadn't even met. Like let, like this was our introduction to each other, which always seems risky <laughs> if right. you think back to it, like just two random dudes are like, all right, well, hopefully we like each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I will say this like the the connection part is is so important you know both with the guests and and with the the listeners that we have you know every bit of support that everybody shows us really does mean a lot to us you know we read the comments we read the reviews we try and do our best to reach out to people when uh they reach out to us and you know I I think that it's it's the biggest growth I've seen personally from from doing the show has been Uh, just, just feeling the sense of almost responsibility. I I don't mean that like, I I feel self-important, but like (laughs) bringing interviews that people want to listen to, giving them information that they want and need to hear, you know, finding ways to inspire people through the questions that we ask, you know, giving our guests a platform to share something they're passionate about is not something that we take lightly and being an open platform to, to, uh, show the positive sides of the industry and really kind of help in our own small way, push it forward is, is something that that is incredibly important to us. And it's something that, that I don't know that I thought about that consciously at the beginning. Uh, If if I'm being honest, you know, at the beginning it's, Oh, we get to talk about games. You know, we got to talk to people about games, but I think along the way, it's morphed into what can we do to make sure that, that the interviews we bring you guys Uh, are valuable. And, And that is definitely a change in mindset that that's happened over time.
1: And I think that's something that's necessary, especially the fact that I I love, that's one of the personal things that I enjoy is being able to connect with local people out here in the gaming scene as well. We've seen, you know, people that are within uh, colleges and the things that they're doing with students, you know, as far as recent guests, uh, some of the teams that have come out here, being able to connect with them and the things that they're doing uh, both locally. And it's just nice that, You know, to be able to to have a voice within the scene in Las Vegas, you know, as as podcasters, as journalists is, you know, incredibly humbling. And and, you know, you talk about people or you talk about being in the room that it happens. I feel like, you know, we've been we've been blessed to be able to be in the room at times where it happens on the gaming scene. And I think this is just the beginning, especially in Las Vegas, as far as this being a hub for video games, for tournaments, for, you know, that's what, that's what Vegas is built on. And I love the fact that us as a city have embraced this gaming culture and are looking to do more in that arena. It's just awesome to be able to be a part of it. So.
0: And I'll add this too, not that I didn't appreciate games before, but my level of appreciation from from all sides of games has just increased significantly like i i cannot play through a game without focusing on voice acting now without thinking about mm-hmm. the decisions a game director has made you know or about all the developers and all the work it took in to, to put in you know the tiniest detail in the corner of a map that that most players might not even see like i i spend way more time now enjoying and taking in as much of a game as i can than uh rushing through it like i did before
1: yeah, I, I agree one hundred percent. It is it is and and there's so much more to come too. So I'm I'm excited for for everything that we're doing. I know that in the next few weeks, the next few episodes, we've got some great guests that are gonna be coming on. Uh things that that you guys will definitely be interested in, in you know, hearing and, and stuff like that. And then You know, as a show, too, being able to to grow and and hopefully find new and different ways that we're able to connect with you guys as a listener and you guys are able to connect with us as well. Uh, That's part of the fun of it, I feel like, is being able to have a more of a two way communication as opposed to just us talking to you guys and and you guys consuming. So
0: and I will add this. I will add this still loading pod. My least favorite interview are the ones that haven't (laughs) happened yet. So, Troy, (laughs) let's go. Let's go. Because right now, Troy, you are my least favorite interview because you have not been on the show yet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. Yo, Lucas, what do you got going on this weekend, my friend?
0: Uh, I am ready to take in the war for Wakanda. I am uh, that will be my sole focus this weekend. Ready to take up the Black Panther and uh, yeah. I am excited. I'm excited to dive back into it. That's my weekend. <laughs> what about yeah. yourself?
1: You already know, right after this recording, it is Destiny 2, baby. So <laughs> it's been nice. I've been able to uh for uh Las Vegas Inferno, uh you no, know, I'm a I'm a part of their team. I've been able to do a live stream over on their channel. I'm doing an, another takeover, uh, or I had done a takeover yesterday because this comes out Wednesday, uh, for that. So I'll be playing over there and we've got an event, I think, coming up. This weekend as well. So, you know, I'll be doing that stuff, but really it's going to be Destiny 2. I'm probably going to be grinding that super hard. New season. I'm jacked. I am pumped for it. So it's going to be awesome. But We hope you guys had a good time. Thank you so much for coming and listening. We appreciate it. Don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at Parties Pod, at Lucas or at Smitty2447. We hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. And you know what it is. We love your faces. (laughs)